0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. It's the Week 15 preview. The Packers are on the road once again taking on the Baltimore Ravens. It's a non-common opponent, and there is tremendous playoff implications on the line for both teams. So much to get into. Don't go anywhere. We'll get you ready for it right here on the Weekly Cheese. Super Bowl! Super, Super Bowl! Super Bowl, super bowl. Super Bowl, super, bowl, su- su- super bowl. Super bowl. super bowl. Green Packers. Super super bowl! Super bowl! Super super bowl! What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the weekly cheese. I'm your host, Joe Ivan. Here with me in studios, Chris. He's gonna be bringing you Chris's corner. At the bottom of the preview. But until then, until he hands you the locks of the week, there is so much to go over regarding this Packers-Ravens matchup on Sunday. The Packers, they're on the road. 425 game in Baltimore. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot hanging in the balance for both of these teams. With the victory, the Packers, uh, they'll extend their record to 11-3 they'll maintain the number one seed in the NFC and they will become the NFC North champions for the third straight season. The Ravens on the other hand, they're in the middle of a dogfight there in the AFC North. They are 8 and 5 and they're barely holding on to the divisional lead over Cincinnati and Cleveland who are both 7 and 6. Both of those teams are on the bubble and just one game behind the Ravens who need to string together solid performances throughout the remainder of the season to remain in the playoffs. Uh, so needless to say, Baltimore, they're looking at this game as a must-win, and they're going to be coming into it ready to give it everything they have and come away with a victory. They cannot lose in their minds, and the Packers, on the, obviously, we cannot lose. There is so much at stake down the stretch here. Um, As far as inactives for the Packers on Sunday, obviously Bakhtiari, Jair, and Zadarius, all three of those guys, as they've been all season long, will most likely not be out there. Uh, Bakhtiari has been ruled out, and although there has been no official word in a couple of days about Jair and Zadarius, chances are they won't be on the field. Uh, On top of them three, obviously those guys are all pros and extremely important to what's going on here but on top of that, the Packers will also be without Billy Turner and Kenny Clark Billy obviously went down with that nasty looking knee injury against the Bears last week and fortunately for us he will not be missing the remainder of the season Coach LaFleur has confirmed that he will be back but he will be out on Sunday against the Ravens and Kenny Clark will be out with COVID on Sunday against the Ravens. So just like it has been all season long, the Packers, they need to take that next man up mentality, and, and they need to step up. Some some guys need to step up here in order for the Packers to come away with a victory on Sunday against the Ravens. So now let's go through both sides of the football and talk about the keys to victory as well as the matchups to watch on both sides of the ball for the Packers. Starting with the defense, obviously going up against the Ravens. First order of business is containing the quarterback, and that really is regardless of who is out there. It's no secret that Lamar Jackson is right up there with Michael Vick in the conversation of greatest scrambling quarterback of all time. I mean, Lamar Jackson is unreal. Um... But he got hurt last week, and there is still a chance that he is not the starting quarterback on Sunday for the Ravens. I believe it'll be a game-time decision. Um, But even if Huntley's out there, he showed last week that he has the ability to make plays with his legs as well. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson by any means, but he still ran for 45 yards against the Browns in his short time out there on the field last Sunday. So it's important for the Packers to contain the quarterback. Um, the only comparable scrambling threat that the Packers have faced this season was Kyler Murray, and they were able to contain him. They, they did a good job in that regard. So on Sunday, look for Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary to set strong edges. And even maybe if Lamar Jackson's out there, I would definitely expect to see Devondre Campbell serving as a spy uh, the last thing we need on Sunday is a recreation of the 2012 divisional round uh, where obviously Colin Kaepernick just ran the read option uh, at nauseum and dominated the Packers on the ground. Cannot have the same thing. Uh, Devondre Campbell, if Lamar Jackson is in fact there, will be playing in a spy role. Uh, can almost guarantee it. And that's exactly what the Packers are going to need because containing the quarterback, is extremely important, Um, but ultimately, stopping the run in general is important. The Packers need to come ready to stop the run, Uh, and obviously, that means that the battle must be won in the trenches, Uh, regardless if Lamar is playing with a hurt ankle or not, and, and Hundley is getting the start. The Ravens are really going to be forced into some sort of pocket-passing game, Um, so the Packers are going to need to win the battle in the trenches, stop the run early, and then force the pocket to collapse from the inside. Um, Kenny Clark, obviously, will be missing the game. He's on the COVID list, Uh, so T.J. Slayton is going to have to be the guy to step up and play an expanded role like he did against Kansas City when Kenny Clark left the game with an injury. Uh, So, The key matchup on the defensive interior front, obviously to me, has to be T.J. Slayton versus whoever he's lined up against. Uh, Chances are it will be the Ravens center, uh, Bradley Bozeman, who is having a very solid year run blocking. And if you ask me, Bozeman must be the happiest man alive that Kenny Clark will not be playing on Sunday. But T.J. Slayton's going to have to step up. Um, He's shown, at times this season, flashes of greatness. I mean, with his limited snaps on the defensive side of the ball, uh, he's played well. He has a couple of sacks, a couple of stops, I believe double-digit tackles. So he's come in and played well when he has been called upon. And on Sunday, he's going to need to contribute in a big way. He's going to need to stuff the run and have that pocket collapse from the interior, something that Kenny Clark does better than almost every other defensive tackle in the league. Fortunately for the Packers, Rashon Gary and Preston Smith have been absolutely terrorizing quarterbacks over the last month of play, and they should have no issue continuing this dominance against a Ravens offensive line that has given up a league-high 47 sacks this season. Getting after the quarterback on Sunday, no matter who's back there, is obviously a key to winning, as it is every single week. Uh, But but it's just going to open up chances for turnovers. I mean, winning the turnover battle seems to be the biggest key on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers this season. They're undefeated this year when coming away with at least one turnover. And in their three losses, they were unable to come away with any Takeaways. And this Ravens offense this season has turned the ball over 20 times. Lamar Jackson has 13 interceptions. And that has to do with the fact that he is being attacked more than any other quarterback in the league. 47 sacks is a very high number. And that number is just going to be added upon by Preston and Rashawn on Sunday. And when they do get after whoever's back there for the Ravens, turnover opportunities will arise in the secondary. And taking a look at the Packers' secondary in this matchup, my eyes are on two men in particular. I'm expecting a huge day from both of the Packers' safeties. Um, Sunday's game is being played in Baltimore, and it is sort of a homecoming for both Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. Amos grew up in Baltimore, and Darnell Savage played at the University of Maryland, so I'm sure that both of these guys are going to want to show out while they're playing in the DMV. It's not every day the Packers go down to Baltimore for a game. I believe the next time it will happen is in, what, eight years or something like that. So needless to say, these guys are going to want to show out in front of their home crowds, and I expect them both to show out like they do every week. I mean, I say it all the time. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos are the most dominant tandem of safeties the NFL has to offer, and they're both going to be making impact plays on Sunday in Baltimore. And on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, like every week, it starts up front and in the trenches. The Packers' offensive line needs to come ready to play like they have all season, despite being without yet another starter and Billy Turner. It's extremely important that the offensive line hold up on Sunday. Blocking for the run really has not been the Packers' offensive line's strong suit this season with all the young and inexperienced guys they've had in there with Runyon and Newman. And unfortunately, I really don't think Sunday's game against the Ravens is where the Packers' run blocking is going to have a revelation or a turning point. Uh, The the Ravens defense is top five in the league against the run, and with Billy Turner going down, that's even a bigger blow in terms of blocking for the run. Uh, He went down, obviously, in the first half of last week's game against the Bears uh, with, like I said, a gnarly-looking knee injury, and he won't miss the remainder of the season, but he's out on Sunday, and who knows for how many weeks, Um, and Dennis Kelly will be starting in his place, and on Sunday against the Bears. Kelly played all right. He he started every game for the Titans last season. And in his two and a half quarters of play against Chicago. He didn't allow one pressure. And we need to hope for the same performance from him on Sunday. Uh, especially considering he's going to be seeing a lot of the Ravens first round. Edge rusher Odafe Owe. Owe leads The Baltimore Ravens' defense in sacks, he has five this season. And they're going to be trying to get after Aaron Rodgers every which way. Expect to see a bunch of fancy blitz packages being thrown at him. Aaron's going to be playing chess with the middle linebacker and John Harbaugh all day. And if the offensive line can hold up and keep Aaron upright and off the ground, Packers offense should have no issue moving the ball down the field despite issues blocking for the run. And if the Ravens are stopping their running attack, they should still have no issue totally picking apart the Ravens secondary if Aaron even just has a small iota of time in the pocket. The Ravens secondary has been horrible this season in general. Uh, They're without three starters and really... Since losing Marlon Humphrey a couple weeks ago, they've been abysmal. Devontae Adams, on the other hand, has been on an absolute tear as of late. He's racked up over 100 yards in each of the last three games, so I'm expecting yet another dominant performance from Devontae Adams against this Ravens secondary, especially if he's ever being guarded by Anthony Averitt. Um, in his 12 games this season, Averett has been targeted 89 times. He's given up 55 receptions, 724 yards and three touchdowns. He is by far the weakest player in Baltimore's secondary. And I believe Aaron Rodgers will be looking to target him every opportunity he gets. And since I doubt their game plan is going to be having Anthony Averett man up with Devontae Adams one-on-one the entire game. I believe that would be one of the worst game plans ever conjured up. Um, I expect production out of whichever receiver gets the privilege of cooking this guy on Sunday. I mean, he he is what would be referred to as a fish out there. He is just completely useless, and teams have been exposing that matchup every chance they get. It's so badly, in fact, that in the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers just a couple weeks ago for Baltimore, Harbaugh decided to go for it, a uh, two-point conversion to win the game as opposed to tie it up and send it to overtime because he was afraid that his secondary just couldn't couldn't stop anything. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have his way with this Ravens secondary if he's allowed just a second of time in that pocket. The Packers' O-line has taken on way More intense and aggressive pass rushes this season, the Ravens' pass rush, really isn't all that great. They're much better at stopping the run. Uh, But with that being said, uh, the Packers' offense should not have any issue moving the ball up and down the field on this Ravens' defense. And I'm expecting a huge day from Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the entirety of the passing game. However, Perhaps the biggest point of interest um, and maybe the the most important area to keep an eye on in this game on Sunday has to be the Packers' special teams. The Packers have had a bad special teams for many years now. When Mo Drayton got hired this offseason, there was hopes that things would turn around in the third phase there. Um, but it seems that it hasn't. The special teams play has been horrible this season, and last week it kind of came to a boiling point. It just all boiled over, it seems, for the Packers' special teams. It could have been perhaps the worst special teams performance that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I mean, so many issues from the 97-yard punt return, the Amari Rodgers muffed punt, the, the recovered onside kick there at the end that they actually returned for a touchdown. Luckily, there's a rule that says that's not allowed, but they should have given it to him, to be honest. It was ridiculous. The game would have looked, hey, cheeseheads, the game would have looked
1: drastically different if that was allowed to be a touchdown. Oh, my God, Joe. Yes, It would have looked drastically different.
0: That's Chris there for you guys. You know that voice. But, yeah, it would have been. Uh, certainly right. Thank goodness there's a rule in place there to – protect against that because that was just ridiculous Um, and really the Packers special teams with last week's terrible performance um, has become a real area of concern as the playoffs quickly approach here and Sunday's matchup against the Ravens allows Mo Drayton a chance to reinstill some confidence and belief in this unit not only internally as I'm sure the special teams unit could not be feeling good after last week's game. But within the fan base, because I know for a fact after last week, hope has been lost in terms of the Packers' special teams. And John Harbaugh, I mean, he has a special teams background. He was a special teams coordinator early in his career. And he always has one of the best special teams units in the entire NFL, year in and year out. So I have no doubt in my mind that he will be looking at special teams as a way to win this game, as a way to c- cause a snafu and switch momentum and really just put the Packers in a, in a tough spot. I, I have no doubt in my mind John Harbaugh will be looking to do that, whether it's a way they punt, a way they kick, or whatever it is. They're going to be looking to exploit the Packers on special teams. He
1: might even try to whip out some of his trick plays that he has in the book because the Packers are thinking about securing that punt so badly or securing that kick so badly just if i was john harbaugh I'd just run it right up the gutter so i you know what i mean yeah the packer is on the it table it gives me agita when the packers have a fourth down and i see a special teams unit running onto the field
0: yeah i would wish you just gave me agita it makes me go into a full-blown panic i would say as as of as of late and again sunday the ravens are going to be looking to to exploit the Packers special teams, which, in my opinion, is the worst special teams unit in the National Football League. So this week we'll show whether or not uh, the f- special teams unit is good enough to not lose us games in the postseason. Uh, again, I hate bringing it up, and I feel like I've been bringing it up quite frequently on the show recently. The Bostic for uh, Seattle. Fourth quarter comeback and the Bostic fumble and and the field goal touchdown. All that garbage that happened in 2014 in the NFC Championship game there. It cannot happen again. And someday is a chance for Mo Drayton and the whole unit to show us that is not something we need to be worried about as the serious football starts getting played. It's one thing to muff a punt in week four against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's another thing to muff a punt in the NFC Championship game. So things got to clean up, and I'm going to be having my eyes closely fixed on the special teams unit on Sunday against the Ravens. And that really concludes the keys to victory, matchups to watch out there. And before I give you the official weekly cheese prediction, which if I do say so myself are pretty damn accurate, we're going to send it to everyone's favorite segment of the week here on the Weekly Cheese and that is Chris's corner where he'll give you his locks of the week Chris cheese how you doing thanks
1: joe one and three last week i was on a heater but water always finds its level so i was due for a week like that Devastating Bengals loss against the Niners, but I refuse to harp on losses. However, Chris's corner aside, the most important game was won, and that was the Rams over the Cardinals, just pushing the Packers further and further to that ever-so-sacred NFC Championship game. The home NFC Championship game, I should say. But, week by week, the games are becoming more important. Joe, I'm starting it off with the Pats over the Colts. Massive game with massive implications, and I think he has been playing well, I will say. Carson Wentz has been playing well, but I think he Carson Wentz is himself out of winning this game. The Patriots have been surgical in how they attack each opponent, and I don't think that changes. A a prediction that I'll make for this game, I don't think Mac Mac Jones throws the ball often, but I think he has big, big plays out of the pocket. Patriots over the Colts. I was wrong about the Bucks last week with the Bills, so I'm not going to go against them this week. I think Brady's becoming aware that there's this narrative that he's the Brady-era Bucks just are bad against Sean Payton's Saints. So I think he's just going to crap on the Saints, basically. And uh, yeah, I think he puts on a big, big, big performance through the air, just like last week. And I think the Bucks over the Saints. Next, we have the Packers over the Ravens. I think they continue dominating teams, and as long as, like Joe said, Aaron Rodgers has time to throw the ball, I think he throws all over the Ravens. He could probably have, like, 350-plus if he gets the time. And my prediction for this game, I I think they're going to shut him out, Joe, but I think they'll hold him to under 13 points. That's my bold, bold prediction for this week's Packers game. Next, a game with minimal implications but potentially could be my biggest lock of the year is the Jaguars beating the Texans post-Urban Meyer firing. I mean, teams usually rally after their coach gets fired, but I think this game is just, you know, way different circumstances. I think they hated him. He wasn't a great guy from the beginning, and I think they're just going to win the game despite the guy. But finally, we have the Washington football team over the Eagles coming out of the NFC beast. The Washington football team played so bad last week, Joe. I I don't think they could play any worse. And they still sit second in the NFC East. So I think they want to make a run. And if they don't, I think they want to be the disruptor. And, you know, they finish out the season with all the divisional games. And the Eagles, I think they're like on the the, the NFC rankings right now. Washington's the last team in. And the Eagles are the first team out. So this game means a lot, and I think Washington's spoiler runs begins here. Happy holidays, Cheeseheads. I hope
0: you're safe, and go Pack. Go Pack, indeed. I like what you said there, Chris. Uh, I like Packers holding them to under 13, and I will say if Huntley is in fact in the game, I believe they will hold them under 13 points. However, for my prediction... I am going to take the safe route, and I'm going to pretend as if Lamar Jackson is the man under center, And because if Huntley's under center, it'll be a pleasant surprise, and I would rather be pleasantly surprised than horribly disappointed knowing Lamar Jackson is suiting up. So as far as I'm concerned, the Packers are preparing for Lamar Jackson, and so are we here on the Weekly Cheese. Both of these teams play hard. Both of these teams have shown resilience all season long, but I believe that the Packers are clear favorites to win this game, regardless if Lamar's in there or if Huntley's in there. Uh, The Packers are just a better team than this Ravens squad. Um, They've been clicking on all cylinders this season, the Packers, and they have shown no signs of slowing down. Offensively, Aaron Rodgers, he will be well-protected. And he's going to pick apart this Ravens secondary with relative ease. Defensively, the Packers, they're going to contain the quarterback to the pocket. Once he's in there, they're going to collapse it from the inside. T.J. Slayton's going to be making plays. Rashawn and Preston will be coming from the edges. And there's going to be turnover opportunities in the secondary. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, they're going to have themselves solid days in their homecoming to Baltimore. Mark Andrews isn't going to beat us deep with them two in the back back there. You're going to see Adrian line up in the box like he does ever so often. It stops some runs. It's just going to be a complete team victory on both sides of the ball. The Packers, they have a top-five defense in the league. They have a, the second-ranked pass rush in the league. And they're going up against an offensive line that gives up a lot of sacks. The Ravens are a solid team. They're the picture of consistency when it comes to an NFL franchise. But with that being said, they are not on the Packers' level this season. Ultimately, I believe the Packers come away with a victory in a hard-fought game, 31 24 And afterwards, we will all be celebrating the feeling of checking off the first goal on the list for the season, which is NFC North Championship. The Packers will beat the Ravens 31-24 and walk away for a joyous ride back with their NFC North Championship gear on for 2021. I can't be more pumped. Just a little over 24 hours until game time. believe 25 hours and 45 minutes exactly until game time. And I could not be more ready. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll talk to you all next week after the Packers dominate the Ravens on Sunday. As always, if you like the content, feel free to subscribe and like. Also, follow us on Spotify at The Weekly Cheese, Instagram at theweeklycheese.podcast, and on TikTok at The theweeklycheese.podcast. And until next time, as always, remember, the cheese stands alone. Talk to you all next week, everyone. Go Pack!